the Unheard Opinion. My name is Sathya Gurarajan and this is Jaden Teo. Today, we'll be discussing the coronavirus because recently it's been upgraded from an epidemic to a pandemic and that is not so good. Yeah, we will, we'll be talking about the implications on Gen Z and Millennials and I think we're pretty qualified to talk about this because, you know, we're school students, we know society, we watch the news and yeah. So Jaden, what do you think about the pandemic? Well, I know that this century has seen a lot of outbreaks so far. MERS, SARS, Ebola, you could even classify cancer as a disease if you look at it from a certain point of view. But nothing has seen an infection level like coronavirus. In the last two days, it went up by 40,000 cases. A month ago, there were just 100 cases in Hubei, China, and now there are over 200,000. More than half are not even in China anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think this is taking a real toll on our schoolwork, don't you think? Yes. So far, our school has shut down all co-curricular activities and training. They've extended the top shop line so that, so that it's nearly four times as long, and they've limited the library to 100 people at a time. In fact, we're not even in the library, which we usually are to record this session. We're sitting outside the library in a small, quiet space, and it's honestly really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. You could argue that this may not actually be that bad for us, but the implications for this school are a lot more severe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then, you know, we want to make the best of our time, and I think coronavirus is really taking a toll on our education because if people can't get out to the library, they can't do work, they can't, you know, be happy, they can't be stay stress-free. My generation actually has a lot of trouble with that. Yes. Our government right now is having a massive debate on whether we should on whether we should be closing schools or not. Now the Morrison government has outlined two arguments against this. First of all, it keeps children away from home where they would have to be looked after by their parents who could be in emergency services. But personally, I think secondary school students can probably look after themselves and their brothers and sisters at home. What happens if a healthcare worker only has one son who's two or three years old? Yes. Well, in that case, you could probably just send them to a childcare that would remain open. Yeah, I agree. But then if the country does go into lockdown, which I think it will, like my parents have been saying that on Friday they're going to announce the country's lockdown or they're going to give people the opportunity to go to the stores, get as much as they need and then put the country to lockdown for two or three weeks. Dear God. That's not only going to take the stock market down, but it's going to crash severely. Now, Scott Morrison himself has said that Singapore has dealt with the coronavirus without having to lock down schools. Plus, I don't think that's correct. Singapore's measures to control the coronavirus are very different from Australia, and so it's got nothing to do with the fact that schools are being kept open. If you go into Singapore, which I have, you can tell that they, enforce dis they can enforce discipline quite powerfully. They can cancel permanent residencies and visas in the case they need to lock down the country. Besides that, they've got the resources to impose quarantine. My mum even told me that one of her friends who was quarantined in China was called by an officer every three hours to check up on their status. Wow, that's actually really scary. <laughs> um, and I think our headmaster is taking all the precautions and I have to commend him on his plan. Yes. The question is whether it would be better to just close schools entirely and do our classes online. Our school has been, well, I'm in the computer IT club at our school and I know they've been discussing how to use the software Teams, a Microsoft chat service. And 
digital homework, but what happens in the case of exams? In exams, yes, I think that's the major issue because previously it was really bad for China because the virus outbreak there during Chinese New Year. But now it's bad for us, schools in Australia, because the virus is coming to us as soon as we're going into exam periods. Exactly. And I think that we're doing all we can to keep quarantine, social isolation. They're putting pictures outside saying keep 1.5 metres distant from the next person. But I don't think you can really help that when you're in a squished tuck shop line or when you're sitting side by side in a classroom. Or even Jane and I are sitting side by side recording this podcast. Yes, indeed. I think our headmaster is going to do his absolute best to try and keep the school open until the school holidays. It's more likely that he'll try and extend the holiday period if the school does need to go into lockdown or quarantine. Yeah, I agree. I think what they're probably going to do is they're going to close a week early. So we're in week eight right now, and they're probably going to close in week 10, have us have a two-week holiday, and or three-week holiday, <laughs> and reopen at the start of the school year, or maybe... I mean, start of the second term, or maybe even later. Yes, it all depends on how how much harder Australia is going to be hit by the virus. There's only 500 cases right now, but experts are saying that Australia's social cohesion is more like Italy's, so we could be expecting a massive outbreak in the next two weeks. That's all depending on how Scott Morrison plays the situation right now. I think Scott Morrison is not taking the situation clear, uh, well, well enough, because... Italy's locked down. Italy's a major hub for tourists. Sydney is also a major hub for tourists. And Denmark is locked down. Denmark isn't even affected by the virus as much as we are. We're fifth on, or like sixth or seventh on the rank scheme for this virus. Yes. Right now, right now Scott Morrison seems to be showing public approval improvements given that he recently announced that he wouldn't be going to the footy on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And what else do you think about this? Well, what? Well, you see, stock, Australian stock market has been hit heavily, though not as heavily as the Australian and Chinese ones. Scott Morrison published their $17 billion economic stimulus, but so far, he's only taken limited measures to stop panic buying most of which has fallen to the supermarkets themselves. Yeah, I've seen so many supermarkets run out of toilet paper, run out of... I bought 120 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, one of my friends is here and he's saying that his mother actually bought 120 rolls of toilet paper. Like a whopping 120 rolls. I can see people are panic buying tomatoes, ready-made food, frozen items. My parents have actually are actually not stress buying and are trying to survive on the ready-made foods in the supermarket because there are no fresh vegetables left. I'm curious as to why people were buying toilet paper before canned ham. Exactly. Well, because I think people are scared that toilet hygiene is horrible, but I'm Indian and in India we we wash ourselves with water. Not toilet paper, water. Yes, I think buying, mass buying toilet paper is something that the government really didn't plan for. I think they should have seen this coming the moment coronavirus started to spread and the first panics appeared in supermarkets around Australia. Exactly. I think supermarkets reacted too late. 
because only in the past couple of weeks after the toilet paper stress bright buying has already had already started they started putting notices out only one piece of only one roll of toilet paper or only one packet of toilet paper per person yes the only packets left were the big bulky 36 packs that no one wants to buy no one wants to buy them and i think people are stupid because they have the audacity to post online about how much they've bought yes exactly and how how much they've hoarded how much they've put away um how much they've stockpiled but what happens with people who really need bottled water people who really need anything like um food and stuff elderly people um younger people nappies face masks etc what happens to the supermarkets who bought everything and then you know don't uh give it out to consumers speaking of which quarantine policies and lack of supplies aren't the only thing Australia is facing because of coronavirus. We're facing an overload of hospitals, a lack of ventilation equipment. Keep infected people such as Peter Dutton and Tom Hanks' wife have been moved to home treatment simply because hospitals don't have enough space to run all the tests and contain them. China built a new hospital in 10 days in Hubei so they could stop the spread of the virus quickly. But can Australia do the same? I honestly think that we're not prepared enough for a viral outbreak of this situation. The last time we had a viral outbreak was probably in the 1920s. The 1920s. That's over 100 years ago. Well, it is 100 years ago. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I think that our Prime Minister hasn't set up any new hospitals, even with the countless, honestly, countless undiagnosed cases. Yes, even Australia is running out of coronavirus cases right now. Coronavirus cases? Yes, coronavirus coronavirus test kits. Although Australia is set to receive an additional 100,000, there's simply not enough to test people. In hospitals, there's such a panic of whether you have a cold and flu or whether it's coronavirus that people coming back from overseas and elderly people are the first to be tested. Even though the whole reason there was an outbreak in Italy was because one patient wasn't tested. Exactly. I think that people in our generation are not taking it seriously enough. Boys I interviewed, well not interviewed, but asked a couple of casual questions for, are, well, two, said that they was not scared of the coronavirus and they, if it did infect them, they wanted to become zombies. I think that we are not having enough awareness of this situation and we need to do more to fix it. Yes, I think human response is one of the biggest issues that we're facing in this coronavirus crisis. Unfortunately, it seems we're out of time to wrap to talk about coronavirus more. So we'll wrap up this episode now. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And wherever you've got this podcast, whether it be Spotify or the Apple Podcast Store, please give us five stars. And thanks for listening to our first episode.